I'm Ian Dark, and you're listening to Men in Blazers, sub-optimal radio on the Grantland Network. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! Well, from Bob Lee's panic room, Rog, in the crap part of Her Name is Rio, <laughs> the ESPN Broadcast Centre here at the FIFA 2014 World Cup with the Men in Blazers. The World Cup scripted right here, David, yeah. in this very headquarters. <laughs> it is. Well, no, we're not suggesting FIFA fix or script in any way the World Cup. No, well done, FIFA. We admire you. We keep on looking in the camera. That's the funny thing. And we're only doing an audio podcast, but we're going to play it to camera anyway. Um... But I must say, it's been an amazing open, this World Cup, oh, Rog. I mean, the writers, not that, we, not that there are writers, no, but were there writers? FIFA wouldn't do that. They are having a hell of a tournament. Poor, what an act one. One act one. An act one which we have viewed from the beautiful soundstage known as Bob Lee's Panic Room. <laughs> it looks good in here. Yeah, you've all got to see us do our stuff game after game with mm-hmm. every single time we're in here. Something new crops up, doesn't yeah. it, David? Well, and that's the whole plan. That's the whole plan. It's over the course of 31 days. We are going to gradually add. So you, you notice if you saw us, when we started, we had just some green and blue paint. Then they added more yellow paint. Now they added bookcases with real books. Weirdly, real though, books. Real, real books. books. Weirdly, though, the books don't have any names on them, as one of you pointed out to us. Um, and now there are logos up. I think Bob Lee's headshot's going in later. It is. It is. And then I think Seth Blatter's going to send us, apparently. Yeah. Blatter listens to the pub. We really admire your work, Seth. Yeah. Sending us a signed headshot. That'll yeah. be going up day by day. New stuff. It's beautiful in here. Those of you who want to know how we feel in here, in this yeah. beautiful soundstage, the Men of Blazers soundstage in Rio Bra. Zeal. Um, we feel, I mean, we feel honored. We feel like Hansel and Gretel trapped by a yeah. witch in the Brothers Grimm story. The ESPN are keeping us in this cage, <laughs> and they're fattening us up so the ballot can ultimately eat us. Have you thought about it? Have you thought <laughs> that maybe they wanted us to quit, which is why they put us in here? But what they didn't realise is that Suboptimal is our brand. Yeah. And so we love, re- we love it here. Yeah, we feel like Steve McQueen in The Cooler in The Great Escape. <laughs> <laughs> Today, everybody we work with pretty much has gone off to the football. Yeah. But not us. We're not just, us. We're just here with Tariko. I mean, why would you come all the way to Brazil? Yeah. To watch football. To go to the actual games when you can sit in a closet and talk about football, which you haven't been to. Yeah. Uh, can we just say a quick word about Mike Tariko? Oh, my God. What we a th- lovely we man. Thought, we thought Bob Lee was yeah. the... Nicest man in the world. Happiest man in the world. Well, and also the happiest man in the world. But Although we thought he was the nicest man in the world, but he was happy because he was taking gigantic pills elephant, of happiness. Elephant pills. Yeah. He's a, compared to Mike Tirico, yeah, he's a bit of a miserable bastard. <laughs> Mike <laughs> Tirico, oh my so, god, he's happy. And the two of them, they keep arm wrestling whenever they're not on the set. The two yeah, of them. no, the arm wrestling competition we're is amazing. A, we're going to get a photo of that. I must say, Bob Lee, still, we're, we're working on a ranking. I'm not sure that I have the guts to post this, but we're working on. <laughs> Dave is when we say when he goes we. Okay, Dave, Dave o is working on a power ranking. Of yep. all of the ESPN studio talent here in Brazil, purely based on one, <laughs> there's, there's only sort of one uh, metric that I'm using, and that's how much they seem to like the Men in Blazers. Bob Lee still number one and number two, Bob Lee. Yeah, he's our biggest fan. But Tariko likes us. Great fan, great friend of the pod. We had yep. no idea what a GFOP he was. <laughs> um, you know, and a few other of the guys. You know, Martinez. Weirdly, Alexi, who we thought liked us, it's pretty clear Alexi hates our guts, despises us, despises us, despises. Us. Martinez, yeah. amazing, yeah. remarkable bloke to spend yeah. time. I mean, I have to tell you, 
whatever happens in this World Cup, Davo, yeah. USA winning it all, uh-huh. which we'll discuss, uh-huh. even if the USA do win it all, yeah. I think spending time with Roberto, yeah. talking to him in between the games, yeah. the five more year contract he's just signed for Everton Football yeah, Club. Yeah, check our Instagram for that photo probably of the many ha- Blazers. Probably the happiest I'll ever, maybe the happiest I'll ever be in my life. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this. In Paris. We're here in Brazil. Yeah. I love you, my wife. It's her birthday today, my wife. And yeah. I love you. Oh, happy birthday, Mrs. B. I'm missing a wife's birthday. Yeah. I'm missing my daughter's birthday. Yeah. I'm missing my youngest son's birthday. I'm quite a popular man in the Bennett it's House. It's Father's but, Day today. But I'm here. Yeah. I'm here in Rio. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful city, David. Beautiful city. It is a beautiful the city. city Marvelito. Yeah, it's, it's a little odd, the city. Rog, I mean, the beautiful beach, the Copacabana, we've heard about it, we've heard songs about it, we're going to talk about that in a second. We've heard the songs. Yep. Well, Barry Manilow's song. Well, they named, we, we said they named, they love Barry Manilow here. So much. So much. They, they named, named a beach. beach. An entire beach. Yeah. After one of his songs. But it is beautiful, but you've got the favelas in the hills. Oh, they tumble down to all of the sort of the luxury hotels. We drove around a lake today, the Lake of Defratus, <laughs> that was beautiful. I think that's the posh part. But we work every morning. We get up and prepare, yeah. prepare, prepare on the roof of our hotel. Oh, I mean, endlessly. And we look down on these sun, kind of the, the mountains, the granite and quartz mountains that rise straight up from uh, the water's edge but around Rio really mountains. Are they mountains? They're like the hills I used to build out of papier-mâché, out of sort of chicken wire and papier-mâché for my railways. And then you look They're at the perfectly favelas, shaped like you're hills. in your beautiful hotel, and yeah. you just occasionally see like a surface-to-air missile fired out of one of the favelas. And just, yeah, it's at, at the helicopters. Yeah. No wonder the helicopters almost hit us every single day. I'm not surprised that Van Persie got hit by a kite surfer, but... The helicopters, I'm a little surprised that the helicopters almost hit you every day. It's a crazy place. I mean, you get here and you are, I have to say, one of the thrills of my life to arrive in Rio Uh on the day, as we both did, the day the World Cup was coming to Brazil, this football mag country. My my joy, I mean, my nipples were tingling. They tingled slightly less when I discovered discovery number two. Brazil, they love football. Yeah, they do love football. What else do they love? Phil Collins. I was going to say small bananas, but we'll get to that. Phil Collins. Yeah. Every, every... Every shuttle bus we've been in, seven every out of ten taxi. Of them. Don't exaggerate, seven out of ten of them. I don't think I've been in one yet that did not play Phil Collins. Phil they Collins love hits. They love Phil Collins so much down here. They adore him, which definitely blunts my pleasure on occasion. It makes mm-hmm. me slightly, slightly irritable. Yeah. But I was cheered up again when we got to the hotel. I found out Rubinho, yeah. Manchester City, is now the bellboy at our hotel. <laughs> footballers. But by the way, footballers are everywhere. World Cup in Brazil is yeah. like celebrity rehab. You walk on the street, you see Gary Lineker just yeah. picking his jeans out of his bottom as he walks. Yeah, I ran past lunch. Rio Ferdinand twice. You, twice. You beat him I for beat speed, him twice. Said. I lapped him. I, I saw a very sad Gordon Strachan in a van. <laughs> he was like a hero of mine, a mid- Scottish ginger midfielder playing yeah. for Leeds United. And a van pulled up alongside me to stop at the lights. It was a huge van. He was a tiny guy. I looked inside, just a very melancholy Gordon Strachan looking out the window. And then the van pulled off again. I, I felt like I interrupted a very private moment. Saw Cannavaro this morning, Rog. I mean, just see footballers everywhere. In this celebrity rehab. Uh-huh. Um, and that's it. We, by the way, one quick thing we want to say before we get into World Cup football. Mm-hmm. Miniature been, bananas. We've been revisiting. We'll talk about miniature bananas. Okay, sorry, sorry. We'll talk, if you go for it, David, because it's, it's something Dave is obsessed with, the miniature banana. Let's talk about it very quickly. Okay, well, <laughs> the bananas down here are very, very small. I just want to make that clear. They are very small. They're the little horse of fruit. Yeah, imagine 
a small banana and yep. then cut that in half because that's how big the bananas are. In your mind, think of, a, think of a banana and then in your mind cut it in half. Think of when you go to the supermarket and think, I'm not buying those bananas, they're way too small. And then think of an even smaller banana and that's how big the bananas are. And it, it's made me realise that when Brazilians come to America and they see the size of our bananas, yep. they must just be intimidated or blown away. They come back here and they look at their little bananas and they feel... They feel lesser. Uh, they feel lesser. They probably do feel lesser. Yeah, we're going to get some small bananas in here in Bobby's panic room. We're going to go and put them in somewhere. But we also think when they come to America and they see all of our sites, like they may go and see the Grand Canyon, they may go and see Universal. Why Studios. do that? They probably don't take any of it in because they're just blown away the first time they go into one of our number one superpower supermarkets. Yeah, the size of our bananas. fruit. The, all the fruit. The, the, everything is still miniature. It's like a, it's like South American Japan in that way. Everything. Is smaller. They're bonsai bananas. Except for some I of the humans. I said today, though, it's really not the size of the banana that counts. <laughs> no, it's not. It's, it's a very motion, good point. It's the motion of the edible fruit. Yeah. Um, the other thing is, we've been revisiting Manolo since we got here. Yeah. And we've been looking at the lyrics as if it's the Talmud, actually, of Copacabana, the beautiful song. It, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's actually incredibly well so written. sad. We didn't realise how bloody sad. It's and one of the dark. Most, her na- the last verse, read it. Her, na- her name is Lola. She was a showgirl, but, but that, that was 30, 30 years, years ago when they used to have a show. Now it's a disco. But not but for Lola. Not for not Lola. Not for Lola. Not for Lola. No, it's not a disco for you, Lola. She's still in the dress she used to wear, faded, feathers in her hair. So well written. She She's sits there so refined and drinks herself half blind. This she is the lost line that kills her me. Youth. This is the line. Listen to this. Read and she lost... Okay, I'll start again. She lost her youth and she lost her Tony. I hate as, it when you lose your as Tony. Bad as it is to lose your youth, to yeah. lose a Tony. You can take my, you can take my youth, but I never, never want to lose Tony. <laughs> never want to lose a Tony. Now she's lost her, her mind. mind. The Copa, <laughs> Copa Cabana. <laughs> Everybody we thinks it's happy. <laughs> we promise but, we danced to. We're dancing to a song about the the degradation the of a woman's dreams and, and fall, her, and frankly, her mental illness. Yeah, if we may say that. And also, wor- what's and alcoholism. What's worse than and the loss of a mental illness? <laughs> losing a Tony. You never want to lose a it's Tony. It's about Tony Poulos. Oh, it well, is ultimately. Maybe it's Stoke which fans. Tony, which Stoke Tony fans. Is it? It's a very deep song. It's a very depressing song. What a World Cup, Dave. If we had a Guinness now, we'd be opening one now. Can we open a Guinness? Because we want to talk about football. This has been a World Cup, Dave. This has been yeah. a World Cup of many things. It's been a World Cup of CONCACAF. It's been so CONCACAF-y. We've it is CONCACAF-y saying, down here. We've been saying CONCACAF confederation on the rise. rise yeah, rise, 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 Confederation rise. of the future. The future. future. The future's now, Dave. The future is now. Mexico, they beat Cameroon, right? Look oh, at look this. at the records. Commabol, 3-1. and one. CONCACAF, 2-0. and oh. They're the only unbeaten team. Africa, 1-1. One and one. Asia, 0-2. Oh UEFA, 2-4. and four. CONCACAF, 2-0. and oh. Soon yeah. to be 3-0. Oh. Thank yeah. you very much tomorrow, Ghana. Yeah. Um, what an amazing CONCACAF. I do I think there's a reason that it has been yeah. so CONCACAF. I think UEFA have now won three games. You do not, you do not get on television how mm-hmm. bloody hot it is here. Yeah, it's hot. How... Even here in Rio, midwinter, it's it's hot. It's hot, and, and the pitches are very concacafy. Oh, the pitches are concacafy, bouncy, uneven, grassy, uneven, bobbly, very bobbly. Very the bobbly. Pitches. David, very bobbly. Keep, David kept shouting, "This pitch is so bobbly. bobbly!" And I thought he was saying that it was bobbly. I couldn't <laughs> understand why he was shouting it. He's very happy. Bobbly. No, bobbly. Very bobbly. And the concacaf teams—they are used to chaos. They're used to agony. Yeah. And they're also very athletic. They're hard-running, hard-charging collectives. This yeah. could be a World Cup in which elite football 
tactical football, uh, kind of dynamo, kind of unbelievably talented drip, not going to work. This is the World Cup of hard running, yeah. kind of, it's a, what is it, two yards and a pound Scoring, yes, yeah, scoring, scoring goals on the up. rebound. Yeah. Inconsistent refereeing decisions. Yeah. Stadiums in different microclimates, yeah. Rog. Yeah, yeah. Jungles, beaches, mountains. It's a World Cup in which the soccer power index is a bit mishuga. One of my favourite tweets yeah. came from the mighty mind of at Paul Kari SPL. Oh, Wonderful bloke. Amazing, amazing man. Yeah. Soccer power index odds of Netherlands scoring five goals against Spain were yeah. 0.4%. Oh, exactly I wonder, the same I wonder what that compares to, Rog. 0.4%. The US men's national team winning the World Cup. Yeah. That's exactly the same that the soccer power index. So basically that means... Ergo, Ergo, 5-1 Spain, 0.4% chance, yep. losing yep. to Holland. Yep. Therefore, US men's national team win the World Cup. And by the way, soccer power index, Nick Silva, great friend of the pod. Yeah, I love him. But we don't like the way you do your work. You do it these numbers and yeah. these statistics and these crunchable kind of equations. We like to use cupcakes. The future, science. And, and logic. Yeah, logic and cupcakes yeah. and science. So that's it. Worship the new gods, not the old gods, soccer power index. Yeah. It's been a World Cup of a couple of other things. It's been a World Cup of bloody good football, David. Yeah, lots of goals. Crazy a number of goals. Goals, goals, goals. Goals, goals, goals. Goals, goals, goals. Goal line technology, Rog. We, we actually know that they've crossed the line. David and I don't celebrate until FIFA tell us. Yeah. Until we, we see the blue pitch. Yep. Until we see the blue pitch, because yep. it's very important that they made the pitch blue. Yep. Until we see the blue pitch. It was as though if, in tennis technology, Rog... Yeah. That Nadal hits it into the net. Yeah. But until we've seen replay, we thought it might have been in on the other side. Well, we don't cheer. Even when it's a penalty and yeah. it hits the back of the net, we don't cheer don't until cheer. FIFA tell us to cheer. Thank don't you, cheer. FIFA. Yeah, You've got Great solutions job. for everything. FIFA are amazing. It's uh, also, I mean, the style of football. South Africa was so dire. Thank you, Jabalani. Yeah. It was full of defence. It was full of fearful playing. Yeah. This has been a, a, a World Cup of attacking where wide play wins. Yeah. Um, and Perlo and made a ball move last night like a Jabalani, though, Roger. We're to have Off a that ball, free kick. I was going to say, the ball flies straight. There's shots from 30 five yards that don't go out for throw-ins in this World Cup. <laughs> it's been the World Cup of scoring too early. Oh, so much scoring too early. Five times team have yeah. opened the scoring, have gone on to lose. Unbelievable. Yeah. And it's the World Cup of prime time. At Leeds Siang. He wrote, tweeted, at Men in Blazers. Finding soccer being played in similar time zones. A bit discombobulating. 7am <laughs> game. Where are you? Hashtag World Cup 2014. But perhaps for me, true. for me, the the big takeaway of this World Cup, yeah, it's the World Cup of nipples, David. Oh my God, Uruguay shirts—they were the tightest they, shirts. They were tight. They were tight. <laughs> they were. Tight. They were. They were so tight. Yeah. They were almost being worn inside the flesh. Rog, <laughs> is how tight they were. It almost like they had to swallow them, and have them go on inside their flesh for them to be. That's the only way you could get a tighter shirt than the Uruguayan tight shirt. Watching them play. Or should I say chafe? Yes. They didn't play. They chafed in that game. They played unbelievably well for wearing shirts that day. It was like watching the Battle of Passchendaele in World War One, oh, where the, where the heavy guns just sank into the mud. The same thing. And you watch the Uruguayans wilt in similar scenes of self-destruction as yep. they were just brought down, not so much by their opponents, although well done, Con- CONCACAF Costa Rica. It was runner's nipple that did them in, in the end. Yep. My, my, my great fear, David. Oh, it is your great fear. My greatest fear. But let's talk about the action so far, David. Let's yeah. talk about who are heroes. Who have been the standouts of this? World okay, Cup, so look, hero number one. i got to nominate hero number one. Yep. Manaus, Rog. The jungle. Mm-hmm. Let's, let, you know what? Let's do this. Let's fire up the George Michael sports machine. Ka-chow! 
and let's go to the jungle. The one place on earth that's so bonkers to play football yeah. that it makes Qatar seem to make sense. <laughs> I tell you, Qatar is a much saner place to play football. The Manaus. The Manaus. I got really into the flowers and fauna yeah. of the Amazon jungle. Yeah. Um, the Kinkajou. Yeah. Lives in trees and eats fruits. A bear with a five-inch long tongue. Does, a, <laughs> does it fly? Out. Uh, it grass hanging fruit and licks nectar from flowers. Oh, it's a flying bear. Sounds a little bit like John Terry. I imagine him living his life like that. The mm-hmm. poison dart frog. Oh. The most poisonous amphibian. Yeah. Deadly. Even just touching them. Touching them, Davo. Yeah. Can be deadly. Uh, a huge number of crazy animals, but no, <laughs> no war pigs, Davo. They tend to favour the the colder climates. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But they make truffles of war. <laughs> Um, yeah, Manaus. It was looked very hot there yesterday. But again, you don't. People kept tweeting, "Why can England not pass the ball? Why did the Italian goalkeeper just suddenly boot the ball out of bounds for no reason?" These players were suffering. Yeah, we'll get to the England yeah, we'll get to that. game. We'll get Some to that. suffered more than others. Can we talk about one of my heroes? Okay, go ahead. Jose Peckerman, David. Jose Peckerman, the, uh, the Colombian, the Colombian manager. manager. Why do you like Jose Peckerman so much? Well, he's just the, probably, for me, the most talented manager mm-hmm. in world football. Yep. And? Well, he's also the only Jewish bloke <laughs> at the World Cup. Do we know for a fact that he's the only Jewish bloke at well, the World it's Cup? It's something I mentioned yesterday in the boot room. Yeah. But unfortunately, I think uh, ESPN didn't know I'm actually a Jewish bloke by bringing they it They thought you were being terribly they anti-Semitic. Being terribly and anti-Semitic. they cut the entire exchange when we were talking about... I mean, um, whether or not Carl Beckerman might be Jewish yeah, yeah. and about our love of the US team in 2010, which had many Spectre, Jewish players. Bornstein, File Harbour. Law firm of. It uh, could be a law firm. May well be. We don't know what any of those players are doing nowadays. They may yeah. actually have built a law firm. But Jose Peckerman, as far as we know, is the only Jewish bloke at the World Cup. Yeah. Which makes me love him very much. Great, yeah, great, uh, tweet. great tweet. This is from Beagle Songs, uh, Matt Man and Blazers. Jose Peckerman sounds like an alias. Carl Beckerman would give it a frat party in a college movie. That's so true. What's your name, son? Uh, Jose Peckerman. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, what, what else did you love, Dave? This film. Um, well, I tell you, you know, I always loved Batman. My whole life, I loved Batman. Yeah, I preferred Batman to Robin. But do you know what I realised is even better than Batman and Robin? Robin and Robin. Redemption for Robin and Robin. We've had so many iconic images in this World Cup so far. We've had those celebrations, the Costa Rican player with the, with the you know, doing the, 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 the you know, putting the ball up his shirt and, and making Kelly himself Clarkson. look good, yeah, for, for, in honour of Kelly Clarkson's new baby. Um, we've had the, uh, you know, Daniel Sturridge's dance. We've had all these images, which we haven't really seen very much on the global stage in football. But Robin Van Persie's goal oh. and that that dive, that flying, you know, the flight, and then the landing. Kerry Strug. The way oh, it's Kerry Strug stuff. It's it amazing a, it stuff. Was a, the, I would like to see the iconic image of the missed, the blown high five against Van Gaal. That should be their next celebration the next time they score design, a goal is blown design, high five. Everybody fives. did incredible designs of the Robin flying through the air. I would love to see, like, it's silhouetted, just these two men. Yeah. Louis Van Gaal, grown men, grown it's, men, unable to do what a five-year-old... It's like Van Gaal, he crouches down it's and also, pulls back. You just know they're going to miss it from the setup. No <laughs> eye contact, Rog. No <laughs> eye contact. Very, very poor. Um... Another thing, Dave... And Robin, the dodgy flapper. The fact that they allowed Robin to score so many goals. He... I I don't know if you know this, Rog, 
But Robin has one move. He has one move. I've never heard move. this before. He has tell one me about it. Let me tell you about it. He has one move. <laughs> he has that funny style of running. He's got that little dodgy flapper. And he, he runs that little dodgy little stuttering walk with his little you flapper. You can tell us this story, as you have many times. Yeah. But no one in world football... They're not listening. No one in world no football one listens. listening to So I've warning. got to say it again. Dodgy flapper. He then, as he gets to that little point where he's got to make his decision, his stutter step... Vortex. He waves the dodgy flapper a little faster. Vortex. Defender, goalkeepers, look vortex. into the vortex. What does he always do, Rog? He cuts inside. He never goes outside. And they always think he's going to go. They think, this is the day he's going to go outside. He never goes outside. <laughs> he goes inside. They're blinded. He scores. He scores you know, you for sound fun. Like to me. What? You sound like, you know, one of the cardinal rules of horror films. Do you Which watch is, horror films? I love horror films. I find them terrifying. But one of That's the, the point. One of the... Why would anyone want to? I don't understand. Why yeah. would you want to feel feelings? That's what football is for. Uh-huh. I feel feelings. I feel terror watching Everton We should make club. a horror film about Cossack killers. Why Why would you need to make a film a dream of them most <laughs> nights, Dave? Yep. The honest truth is, you sound, cardinal rule, in a horror film, early mm-hmm. on, an old woman warns two young teens not to go to a certain love spot late at night. Uh-huh. Bad things have happened there. They don't listen. They go. They get massacred in their car. Boring, boring. You sound like that old woman giving everyone the warning. Robin, he cuts. <laughs> and no one is listening in He's World going football. to cut this inside. Is, as we're going to discuss England, Italy, this is the World Cup of no scouting whatsoever, yeah. evidently. Let's talk very quickly about Robin. Yeah. Um, a, a fascinating man. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Great redemption. But his nickname's De Man van der Gemis Kansen, the Dutch call him, the man of mischances. That's um, not the man with the dodgy flapper. The Are you Italians, sure of that? The Italians call him Coniglo Bagnato, a wet rabbit. And there's something about him. No matter what he does, you still despise this man. Yeah. But you can't help but admire him. He's almost like the Jamie Lannister of football. He's a heel that ultimately I think you can't help but admire. I put it out there. You tell me how you feel about him. Another thing I love in this World Cup. Bald men. The arm folding. Yeah, it is the World Cup of bald men. Oh, Michael the... Bradley obviously going to uh, propel single-handedly Messi, Maradona, Bradley to uh, lift his team to the World Cup final. Yeah, I'm not bald. You are. The, um, the <laughs> but, uh, it's a World Cup of arm folding. You're maybe. just combing your scalp over your hair. That's a, it's a very interesting me? thing. I've got, I've got a lot of hair, but okay. it's in places like Wayne Rooney, which is sprouting <laughs> on my neck. Is, you like that? Oh, it's, it's, he, he's got a hair nursery on the side of his neck. That's absolutely <laughs> magnificent. What were you going to say? The next thing you really love? Arm folding. Oh, the arm folding. FIFA or well HBS. Done. Well done, Well done, FIFA. FIFA. Great job. It's that the fact that they've introduced the players. FIFA's great. And every single one of them has done it exactly the same. They're given free choice. Yeah. However they want to introduce themselves yeah. on that opening graphic, they can do whatever they want. Yeah. As long as they start side on and then fold their arms as they're looking to the camera. Have you ever in your life folded your arms as you've looked into a camera? They, they all look like my mother when they're disappointed. My, my mother's <laughs> disappointed in my life. Yeah, how, when, how she, calls my, you a, when is... she says you're worse than a murderer. Yeah, she does. That's what she always Yeah, says. I know. Oh, Roger, you're worse than a murderer. Yeah. Um, and she folds her arm and turns to the camera at the point that she does that. I don't know why no one did anything different, Dave. Yeah. Like a Churchillian V. That's what yeah. I would have done. Or yeah. if it, what, the English players, they should have just started crying. Yeah, Sturridge should have done his dance. Or looked up, that the way he looks up towards Which God. Be, if you're listening, FIFA, because I know it's yeah. GFOP, you listen. Yeah. Great job you're doing. Great job. Great job. Um, just Do you think they have... Mix it, it up a bit for round two. They've got Grant Land in the FIFA Jets. They've got that in the FIFA Jets. You tell us about the FIFA Jets. Well, I heard all about the FIFA Jets today because I met some of my mates today who flew in the FIFA Jet. Apparently, it's the fastest, nicest jet in the world. 
and they flew in the FIFA jet. They just fly into Manaus. Manaus. They strafe it on yeah, the way in. The FIFA jet is different <laughs> to the other planes at London Manaus. As it's coming in, it just yeah. starts to rise a bit more. And well, it sends out a bit of flak because, <laughs> because the surface-to-air missiles are coming up. <laughs> but imagine, it sends out a bit of flak. Imagine the FIFA jet with a couple of passes, like a snooker, just kind of... <laughs> It's in the contract, Rod. It's in the contract. It's in the contract. FIFA are allowed to do anything. Apparently, I don't know if this is true or not, so I shouldn't say it. Okay. It's a bit, um, it's Uh it's not been, it's a rumour. It's a rumour. It's a rumour. Apparently, FIFA are allowed to drop Agent Orange. (laughs) But only, only in certain parts of Brazil. Like Rio and Sao Paulo. Well done, FIFA. Ah, uh, it's amazing stuff. It's amazing. But the jet's apparently gorgeous. I've got, have we got, a, we've got a new hero for this pod. Oh, a new hero who we love. Yeah, Wet Herrera. Wet Rog. Herrera. Wet Herrera. And then we, we're not meant to like Mexico because we're American, kind of. But Wet Herrera is, is different. That's not Mexico. <laughs> That's just. <laughs> it's masculinity. It's just. It's just. It's just is it un- I, un- I love men. I love men. I love men. Unfettered masculinity. Yeah, wet. He's good when he's dry. He's okay. But he's wet. good when he's wet when he's wet. He's well. He's world class. He may be the greatest wet manager in the world. Yeah, I would. I'd love to see his stats. We'll get Paul Carr on his yeah. wet, wet Herrera stats versus. Yeah. I said uh, on ESPN that he looks like if Pete Rose uh, mm-hmm. and Chris Farley had a, a love child. <laughs> but it, the, a lot of you wrote in and told us he looks like Chris Berman with a with a, with a toupee. Yeah. Uh, another ma- uh, one other thing about Mexico. One of my favourite stories. I loved how Mexico mm-hmm. prepared so thoroughly for this World Cup. They got the Grand Warlock of Mexico, Antonio Vasquez. Uh-huh. Uh, who, who did a quote, he said, we completely blocked the team of Cameroon so they couldn't do any damage to Mexico with their sorcery and rituals. <laughs> who in America? Who in America? Where is our grand warlock, David? We've got to get... Who, who is the... Who is, who, who is that, the, the official warlock the way, of the pod? We don't have a warlock. I'm not saying this for fun. Yeah. I'm just saying this is serious, people. Yeah. We have to do everything we can for these teams. Get behind your team. Yeah, look what we've done with the cupcakes. Yeah. You think we didn't bake a few more ingredients into the US <laughs> cupcake? Get behind your team. Get behind Brand your warlocks. team. We Give need a warlock. Meninblazers at gmail.com. Yeah. We need a bloody warlock and we need you now. Another great man. Oh, Pitbull, Rog. <sighs> the World Cup wouldn't even have started unless Pitbull yep. had been there to get it all, to, to settle off. Simply he, put, Pitbull he, is the man. We realise. Yeah. Pitbull is the man Matthew McGonaghy wishes he was in 10 years' time. <laughs> yeah. He's awesome, Pitbull. He did. He, uh, unfortunately, though, he, he, his trousers got very dirty on the way into yeah. Brazil, and he put them in the wash, and then they, dr- they, they put them in the, the dryer. The dryers down here are very strong. As, as, small, very as, strong. The banana, as small as the bananas yeah. are, the dryers are strong, yeah. and they shrunk his pants yeah, before he got out say, there. There's lots of newspaper articles I've been reading, Brazilian politicians urging us to not Look beyond, they all say, beyond the Brazil of samba, yeah. beyond the Brazil of carnival and football, yeah. the cliches. We would like to do a small role, play a small role in changing the perception externally of Brazil. Brazil is not the land of samba, football and uh, uh, capoeira and, 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 and carnival. It is the land of huge, powerful dryers and tiny bananas. Yeah, it is. I think that's pretty true. That's how we know it. But Brazil is also, we have to say, what a thing it was to watch those gents sing their anthem. It was 1991, Whitney Houston at the Super Bowl, beautiful. Yes, the Japanese referee probably is going to win the golden boot. Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Uh, But we want to say huge respect to Oscar, who is everywhere here. Oscar is on every billboard, bizarrely. I think Brazil delivered. And they delivered. Stepping up, amazing. 
It's the Youngs, and it was Neymar and Oscar who really delivered in that game and looked world class. Boo to you, Luka Modric, for cutting your hair because you felt so threatened by mixed disc guru Nord- yeah. Nordic Messi. Nordic Messi, it's very, very true. Uh, okay, Rog, let's get into the football proper. Two games we're going to talk about mainly. We're not going to break down every game. No. I could, I could probably go through every game. Let's the do, games, we're going to go the deep football. on two games, two games only. Obviously, I've recoached Japan. The football has been a, <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> and uh, and it was, and certainly uh, Colombia Greece. Yeah, we want to go sure. deep into that deep, one. Deep, deep. But the football has been amazing. We've yeah. seen great football. We've seen so many goals. We've yeah. seen passion. We've seen just like amazing endings. We've seen amazing beginnings. We also watched England. We also watched England. <laughs> it's so true. Well, look, England, you know, they lose 2-1 yeah. uh, in Manaus to no, Italy. Can you fire up the machine? Okay, sorry. Cow. Let me take you. Let me take you to the jungle, to Manaus, <laughs> Dateline, yesterday <laughs> evening. Um, we're going up. England oh, Dave, lose 2-1. Goal from Balotelli. Wins it for Italy. Uh, after, you know, they take a 1-0 lead. England come back. Goal from Sturridge. Oh. Amazing goal, actually, that England yeah, scored. Yeah, just count uh, one England, England, amazing performances. Roger, I would actually say, certainly Italy, if, what's getting lost in the sort of England <sighs> obsession of the media is just how good that Italian performance was. I think it was the best passing stats in any World Cup since 1453. Yeah. They used to play it on the odd years then. Um <laughs> The uh, but England's also passing stats for like ninety one percent completion rate, like phenomenal. Yeah, it was a game devoid of tackling. There was no tackling. There was no physical play. Everybody least was too physical. Everybody least was physical too tired. England performance since I don't know. I'm trying to think of a war we lost. Well, we've lost lots of wars, we're, but but we always no, we all not. we always. Yeah, we've lost some wars. 1066 was a big loss, Rog. It was kind of a loss that turned into a win. We lost the colonies, Rog. That was a that was a that bad was a loss. Win, though. We loved the yeah, that was a win-win. It You're was right. A win. That it was, was a win-win. win-win. But it was a very unphysical performance, very unphysical game. Both teams pretty much let each other pass at will all around the place. But David, for me, yeah, I kept thinking at the end of the game of Francis Ford Coppola's quote in yeah. Heart of Darkness uh-huh. when he said about the making of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. He said, we were in the jungle. Mm-hmm. There were too many of us. Yeah. We had access to too much money. Yeah. Too much equipment. <laughs> yeah. And little by little, we went insane. Yeah. That's pretty much how I feel about the game. First question for you. Yeah. Do we not scout Andrea Perlo? Is it, is it, was he a secret to the English... Had they not seen this little guy play? I know he's young. Well, look, I'm more negative. Young this is just come through, and they yeah, maybe yeah, didn't, 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 didn't know hadn't seen be, him play before. They didn't know he'd be the utter pendulum around which everything would revolve. Look, they, they left him completely after all the agony in the papers. Well, how are we, we going to play Perlo with Welbeck? Are we going to set Sterling on him? Are we going to have shifts on him? Are we going to give him a good punch in the ghoulie undercarriage so he's knocked out? They didn't even mark him. I think we should say that there are two schools of thought on this game, and I think the England, English press on the whole are saying. We lost, we got outplayed, but you know what? It's so great. The England boys gave it a go. We, oh, it's so good to see us attack. And there was a lot of attacking. There were a lot of, lot of goal-scoring opportunities for England. And they did look very good going forward. But I must say, Hodgson's tactics, in inverted commas... <laughs> Cannavaro, apparently this morning, was telling my mates. An Italian player of great legend, for those of you who are new GFOPs, great friends of the pod. He could not believe, and another one of the ESPN analysts here, who we really respect, who we will not name, also told us that could not believe that Hodgson allowed Perlo to play front forwards, allowed him to play forward, um, allowed him to so much time on the ball. I'm not sure that Perlo was tackled 
once in the entire game yesterday. I'm not even sure there was an attempted tackle there was not on even Perlo a, there was yesterday. There's not even a beard tug. No, there's not, not even a beard tug. Not even a beard tug. They allowed him to play. I thought England were very, very weak. Yes, uh, we looked very good in midfield, looked very good uh, going forward. But I must say, Rog, I'm sorry to say it, Leighton Baines, I'm not sure he made a forward How pass in the entire game. And at the back on the whole, we just looked weak. We looked hesitant. Um, the, both goals were pretty fom- phenomenal defensive mistakes. Everybody sitting back behind the ball on the first goal and the second, and nobody really getting out and pressing Marquisio. And in the uh, and the second goal between Cahill, I'll take one from my team, one from your team. Cahill and Baines completely blew it on that goal for Balotelli. Two moments bookended my experience, because the honest truth is I'm quite chipper about this English team for a variety of You're more chipper than I am right now. I would like to go back to Capella, the way that Capella played football with this team. The first is that sterling shot in the first couple of minutes that we thought had gone in, that long thunderbolt. I still think it did. I'm still claiming (laughs) 2-2. We thought it went in. We were a little overexcited. Yeah. We couldn't believe how after that great goal, that incredible <laughs> he just trotted impudent back. strike, he just trotted back towards the centre circle as if he was yeah. going to do it again. That was an amazing moment. Possibly my favourite moment as, as someone watching England in maybe 20 years. Mm-hmm. That's a very sad statement, ultimately. A close shot that hit the side of the net is my yeah. favourite moment. The, the second bookend is probably the Rooney corner. Yeah, you know, any golfers, any golfers listening, do not listen to me say this because it's very bad luck, especially if you're going to play golf today. He shanked it, Rog. It he shanked the, it. It came off the hosel. It was the greatest player of my gener- of, of his generation. Mm-hmm. Not my generation, sadly. My, this, my generation would be Stanley Matthews. Yeah. Greatest player of his generation, playing like a six-year-old who yeah. doesn't like sport. You know, there's one in every class. It would honestly have been less embarrassing if Rooney had just flat out soiled himself yeah. on camera. The Italian newspaper La Repubblica said after the game, Rooney is in a, quote, phase of devolution. Yeah. Why don't our papers write like that? Yeah. I mean, he left Baines exposed as far as I was concerned. It must have been very painful for Lane. Um, I have to say this, an amazing stat from Paul Carr. It's not actually, but Paul Carr. Mm-hmm. Let's pretend you wrote this one. Amongst all Englishmen, imagine a massive list, Dave, of Englishmen. Yeah. The most World Cup goals of all time. Yeah. Wayne Rooney is still tied with you and me. Yeah. One would have to say, one would have to say in Rooney's defence, he did make that one fantastic pass. Um, You know, great through ball from Sterling. Fantastic pass from Rooney uh, for uh, Sturridge with the goal. And I do think that there is this unhealthy obsession with Rooney right now, when in fact there were worse performances on that yeah, field. Yeah, there were worse. I've mentioned the, one. Steve, I thought Stephen Gerrard was very, very weak in mm-hmm. that game last night. I yeah, thought in they, the first they, half he was saving himself, yeah. but in the second half he was even slower and weaker. He's, he's saving himself for marriage. The, the, <laughs> the, 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 um, the, they've all got the worst performance of the day, inarguably. Gary mm-hmm. Lewin, David. <laughs> but, uh, you know, in fairness... Gary Lewin, the physio who yeah. broke his ankle. Well, he, he, he dislocated his ankle. Goal. Yeah. But he's not prepared. The England support staff the only are thing, not prepared for goal celebrations. The only thing that didn't surprise us, Balak, Balak watched it with us and he shouted out, how does this happen? I've never seen this happen before. Yeah. And David was like, that's because you're German and not English. Yeah. And the only thing that shocked us, as uh, I explained to Michael Balak, was that it, it was he broke it in the act of celebrating in the yeah. goal. They just don't happen that much. At, Eli, at El Hector Acevedo, yeah, tweeted us. Uh, Men in Blazers is physio Gary Lewin English for Bill Gramatica. Yeah, interesting. Amazing injuries, amazing injuries. But despite Lewin and poor Gary Lewin, mm-hmm. brave English hero Gary Lewin, yeah, I left. 
I mean, this for me, I, I tweeted, it's the most beautiful yet tragic performance I've seen since Shailene Woodley's and the fault is in our stars. Hello, John yeah. Green, GFOP. Oh, GFOP. Um, but for me, this is progress. It's an England squad that's learned to lose without the national tabloid media absolutely destroying them. So that's yeah. progress. And I do, I feel that, I felt like, and I said this on ESPN yesterday, I feel like in that great, the great escape, the great movie that kind of defines David and my life, I felt like Richard Attenborough at the end when he, unbeknownst to him, he's just about to be machine gunned down. In but, the I field. mean, they get them out of the trucks in the forest after they've been rounded up. And he says, they, they, they don't... And the Germans give them a little cigarette the break. Say, go and have a cigarette and go and urinate or whatever. And, um, and they turn to each other. Their escape has failed. But yeah. They've had a good time doing it. They, they think they're going back to prison. And they say, how are you feeling? And he says, you know, in a funny way, I don't think I've ever been happier in mm. my life. And then you hear click of a machine gun um, being put into place. And then they all get gunned down. That's how I felt watching England. I felt... Yes, we lost. Yes, we were gunned down. But for the first time in a long time, David, we have a new emotion when we think of this English team. What? Forward? We, we like the... What is it you're positive about, though? I love the unsullied. I like the... They are. They're like Khaleesi's unsullied. These you mean young Sterling? Guys. Yeah. We I haven't turned Sterling. on him yet. love all these Barkley. I, I, I mean, he had the little flashes, Barkley. I love all these young guys. Sturridge. Rolana. Sturridge played well. And we have hope, David. We have what Aristotle well said. Hope well is a well. waking dream. Yeah, that's why the English team. It's a waking dream. I mean, we can dream again, Dave. Dreams that will no doubt be shattered over and over again. But they're dreams. But here's the thing, and I've said this for years: England are never going to compete on the world stage with this kind of football. What we can compete in is excellent defending and physical play. And if we could combine excellent defending and physical play with these new young lions who can go forward with such strength, we could be good. But the fact is, we sort of abandoned. We forgot about being physical we forgot about tackling we forgot about being hard and we left our two best defenders at home big question succinctly for us both do we have to fear Uruguay um yes we do have to fear Uruguay because they have Suarez yes he's been injured but he's going to come back and Suarez will be very motivated to do very well this is a team that need desperately a result in this game after losing to Costa Rica or their World Cup is over. God, who would have thought the big game for the group would ultimately be Italy-Costa Rica? I would say, I would say we don't have to fear them. Lack of pace, ageing back line, dislocation between defence midfield and mm-hmm. their very, very handsome forward line. Yeah. No cohesion at all. I mm-hmm. can't believe England are going to do them. But part of the reason this uh, this result didn't pay me, Davo. Yeah. USA. USA. You've got another team. You've USA. got another team. You've USA. got another team. Oh. So come that's why it didn't pay you. Cometh the hour, cometh the men. We're recording this Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Um, USA, we may have the worst team name in international football. Which other nation calls their team the US men's national team? <laughs> I, I mean, no, they don't say this is the Bosnia and Herzegovina men's, men's national, national team. team. Why so many qualifiers? Yeah. It's just the United States. Men's national team. Team. Yeah, why do we have to do that? I don't understand it. Too yeah. many qualifiers. Get rid of the qualifiers. We're just yeah. the United States. That's what we yeah. are. We may have the worst jersey in the tournament. Children's pyjamas we're going to play in. Yeah. Thank you, Nike. Mm-hmm. And we, we undoubtedly have the worst nickname. Awful yeah. nickname. And uh, thank you, by the way, to so many of you GFOPs, great friends of the pod, love who it. have been battling Wikipedia. If you go and look at Wikipedia's edits, yeah. they've been trying to put in the U.S. men's national team Wikipedia page where it says nickname. It says something <laughs> like, Bond traps. It says, Yank, it says something like Yanks <laughs> and Bald Eagles or something crazy and unimaginative. 
about 12 of our listeners have been waging this war where they keep putting Von Trapps on the Wikipedia page and people keep taking it out and then they put it back in and they take it out, in, out, in, out. The Von Trapps, we love the Von Trapps. I have to say, we've followed these men for so long, Dave O'Neill. Yeah. That's why I love them. I feel like I've known Mick Diskerud so long that I was actually at his bar mitzvah and I wasn't. <laughs> But is I'm he like, Jewish? Mixed discourse. I don't know. I don't know. I'm um, entirely surprised. Excited. Frightened. It feels wonderful. It feels awful to be on this eve before the game. We have no idea at all how good this US team, Dave. Well, I think we do have an idea yeah. now. I think we do have an idea now because of CONCACAF's performances so far. Mexico, opening game, Rog. They win. Great win uh, for CONCACAF against Cameroon. So we already know, by the way that the CONCACAF teams are better than the African team. So we know that that's yeah. a good so matchup. We're gonna be, so Ghana, we're going to beat Ghana by your scientific logic. Okay, that's, that's on one piece of logic. Now yeah. let's go to the second piece of logic. Okay, <laughs> On the whole, would you say that the South American teams in South America yeah. are going to be better than the African teams? You would, right? Yeah. Costa Rica tore Uruguay mm-hmm. apart. Yeah. The U.S. men's national team won the hex, Rog. They finished... Top hex. in qu- hex. Yeah. They finished top in qualifying. <laughs> yeah, we're number one. We're number one. Costa yeah. Rica, fear us. Costa Rica tore apart Uruguay. So what you're saying is this World Cup is essentially for Concacaf, long possibly the ugly confederation in the room. Yeah, it's like that last scene in Greece, just above Aust- Australasia, where Olivia Newton-John turns up, having been kind yeah. of a bit plain Janie, mm-hmm. and suddenly Concacaf is turning up at this World Cup mm-hmm. in a pair of drainpipe. Yeah. Pants, a boob tube. It's second act Sandy. It's smoking down. It's second act Sandy. It's smoking a cigarette, which it throws on the floor and then stubs out. Concaf is stubbing out the cigarette with its yeah. red stiletto shoe and saying, tell me about it, yeah. punk. Oh, I love this World Cup. It's yeah. the World Cup of Concacaf. Here's the story, Dave. Part of me knows that the US are going to win it all. A big part of me. Yeah. But part of me... Like, it is known. It looks at 1998 and that the David Rigi coming into the squad late and yep. just unsettling the chemistry. We kind of are repeating that. Mm-hmm. Part of me looks at 2006 and how that World Cup was over within five minutes when Jan Kola, Mark the big guy, scored. And then Riziki, 35th, 76th minute, knocked out the US. Almost in the first game. I was we at never, that game. We were never I at was the there. races. That's when ESPN used to let me go to games. I'm terrified. Yeah, game. You don't want to go to. No, games. no. I want to be. In, I want to be in this. You want to, I want to be in this room. I want, want to be in, in the, the closet. closet. Um, so th- I'm worried, Dave, and I can't tell. And part of the reason I can't tell. I mean, the yep. positives. We're, we're from Concacaf. You've made me believe mm-hmm. this is the World Cup of athletes. We're athletes. Yeah. The climate is unforgiving. We love unforgiving. Mm-hmm. They're going to play in Natal, where there's been nine inches of rain. It's it's rain like nine and a half week sex scenes. Mm-hmm. We love the rain. I, well, they've they've trained in Seattle. If I'm, I was going to say, if I were Jurgen Klinsmann, I'd say, lads, it's like Seattle, but hot. It's yeah. hot, but Seattle. Yeah. And this squad is definitely having watched it for the past three months. It's a very cohesive squad, Dave. Yeah. But the negatives. Read that stat. Well, the U.S. men's national team have only won five of their twenty-five World Cup games since the nineteen fifty World Cup. Algeria, Algeria beating Colombia, beating England, nineteen fifty. We never talk about that win against England enough. Not enough. Mexico uh, in O2 and Portugal in O2. So the questions for me are, can this defence, which yep. is very raw, stay organised for 90 minutes? Yeah. Can Josie, great friend of the pod, Josie Altador, can he show us that he has rope-a-doped the world? He's played like Chuck Knobloch. Yeah. But I predict by the end of this World Cup, David, here's a prediction for you. Mm-hmm. 
that he's going to be the Reggie Jackson of football. Oh, I love it. Not Mr. October, but after this World Cup, we're going to call Josie Elter, we're going to call him Mr. June slash July. Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> June bridging July. You must I think that, that there's a. I think there's, we've got to also talk about Ghana, though, Rog. I mean, Ghana have been the bogey team for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. We don't really know a lot about Ghana, just as we, we don't know a lot about the CONCACAF teams going on. The African teams are always a bit of a mystery because they play each other a lot, and then they sort of get together half-heartedly well, to go and play friendlies against know, other this, European this team teams. were very counter-attacking, very yeah. solid at the back. Mm-hmm. Um, their midfield was full of muscle. Yeah, um, and they undid us with this whip-smart counter-attack, incredibly um, fast, powerful. Confident well, they're powerful and physical. I remember in two thousand and six. Guys, again in two thousand and six. Well, no, but they've got young. a very young squad. They've got a very. They do. Ghana's squad is one of the youngest at the World Cup, Rog. Yeah, but the key, if not the youngest, the key players yeah, are a lot of the same players. Michael Essie, uh, and the young guy Michael Essie, <laughs> yeah. and Gian is your young. So, I mean, these these the guys are the same guys, the key guys, but yeah. a little bit older, yeah. a little bit more experienced. We know what they're going to do. Um, but in in Nuremberg and in Rustenburg, by the way, it's a good thing we're not playing them in any way that ends in Berg, Rog. Yeah, they were. They were, it felt like they were more physical. That they sort of bullied the US off the park in both of those games. But we have a, we have a safety blanket, a security blanket, yeah. and it's about Michael Bradley. Phrenology is Michael Bradley. How far can we push him forward without leaving ourselves exposed at the back? Father's yeah. Day, happy Father's Day, Bob Bradley. We yes. love you for what you've done Father for giving us year. Michael. And then finally, and I spoke to Jürgen about this the last day I filmed inside um, US Soccer's March to Brazil. Jürgen said to me, ultimately, it's in the players' hands and their confidence when they take the field. Will they take the field believing they can win, as opposed to in the past when they've kind of taken the field, believing that it was they'd play hard but would ultimately lose pressure on Jürgen? I mean, firing, defenestrating Donovan when you come at the king, you best not miss. The game, was the, this World Cup campaign was going to be a referendum on MLS, but he's made it a, about himself after getting rid of Donovan. Uh-huh. It's going to be a referendum on Jürgen. Um... And I have to say, having Landon commentate as a broadcaster at ESPN, it's a bit like having Jennifer Aniston commentate on Brad Pitt, Jolie, uh, whatever her name is, their wedding. I, I still think we're going to win, Dave. I still think we're going to win. I think we're going to beat Ghana. I think you, no one wants to beat Ghana more than Jurgen. But then I think we're not just going to win this game. I think we're going to win it all, bring home the trophy and Shakira back to the United States. We're going to win it all. Do you know what? It's good to see you back, because I worried. You've been, look, as I said on the uh, on the Grantland previews, you sort of oscillate between two positions. One, when you're you, when you're sure that the U.S. men's national team is going to win the World <laughs> Cup, and the second one, when you're absolutely certain that they're going to win the World Cup. And over the last couple of weeks, I haven't said this out loud to you, but over the last couple of weeks, I've noticed a bit more doubt creeping in occasionally. Often not in the things you say, just sometimes in... A little comment here and there about something else. Do I have a tell? Well, a little bit of a, a little bit of a tell, a little bit of a tell, a little bit of a <laughs> wink, a little yeah. bit of a something. Yeah. But it's good to hear you're back, fully on board, the night before the game that it's all going to be okay. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do something. Mm-hmm. I think, to be candid, if the US get out of this group, it will be a remarkable feat. I mean, yes, Portugal um, are a complex team. Uh, have been quite dependent on Ronaldo. It's going to be absolutely fascinating watching that game. We'll talk a lot about it. Germany uh, um, built had a headline that they are the champions of chaos. I mean, injuries, um, uh, lack of, lo- loss of form, complex questions about the lineup and Philip Lahm's position. I mean, they're yeah. starting to sort themselves out now. Uh, but these games are not 
what they would have been if this was 94 all over again. So mm-hmm. I'm quite fascinated, quite confident that good things are going to occur. I'm going to say if they get out of this group, it will be an amazing feat. And you were going to, you were going to, I said to you, yeah, no, I know. We're, we're going to do things if they do get out of the group, David. What well, are you going to do? Well, I, I'm going to do this anyway. <laughs> I will do this anyway. I'm going to get Size the Day tattooed somewhere on my body after this World Cup. I just think it's the greatest tattoo ever because every single time people look at it, they'll think you've misspelled it and you've misspelled it deliberately because you're honoring a great quote. And a great Yugoslavian uh, at the same time. And U.S. football. I'm going to get it. I do need to hear from you, uh, meninblazers at gmail.com, at Davis, where I should get that tattoo. Right now I'm thinking, like, under the arm, forearm, potentially. The football oh, I like place. the one on the side. I like the one down the side. Well, I could get whole soup. I could get the size day, like, a thousand times all over my body. Yeah, I think you should have it tattooed right over your bum. <laughs> right, the tramp stamp. I should get a tramp stamp of size today. I'm going to get that done. You also didn't know what design it should be. No, I do need a design for size today. But you are deadly serious. You're going to get that. I'm getting size today tattooed after this tournament. We're going to film it. We're going to go and do if it. If the USA get out of this group, G, yeah. G for go go USA, G for glory, G yeah. for God bless America. Yeah, I am going to become a citizen of the United States of America. What? 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 I'm going to take American citizenship. Because you've never done that. Never. If the US get out of the group. Yeah, I will go and... I just, by the way, the citizenship thing, I just hate bureaucracy, filling in papers, not very good at it. But when I was at Fort Sumter two summers ago with my family, yeah. and I saw the beautiful flag mm-hmm. that was created there, um, a, a tear came to my eye and I knew it was time to become Can you a become a citizen of Charleston, South Carolina? Because I'd do that. Um, I'm going to become a citizen of each one of the beautiful states of this wonderful country. Can I just suggest one thing, though? Go on. That what if the U.S. play, which I think they... I said that the U.S. are going to make us proud. I think the U.S. are going to play fantastically. But what if the U.S. play fantastically? And by the way, they could play really well against Ghana, get a draw. They could play really well against Portugal, get a draw. They could play really well against Germany, and they could go down fighting and lose it and not qualify for the next round. Does that make you feel less American at that point? Surely you'd become an American citizen anyway. If the boys make you proud, I think it's time to become American, Rob. Well, I need the sports centre moment, at least, from the gents. That's the barometer for me. Those yeah. are the stakes. Mm-hmm. Those are the personal stakes for it. I, in all seriousness, yeah. I could not be more excited. It feels like... Um, I mean, I've waited for the final game, the, the Game of Thrones book that George R. R. Martin is working on right now for years. He's been working on it. We all finished all the books. They were very quick reads. They're only like the 11,000 pages. Um, but now we all have to sit and wait. And I feel like it is uh, the only thing I can think of is exciting to see the U.S. play in this World Cup, Davo. Yeah. Is if George R. R. Martin dropped the next Game of Thrones book. That's how <laughs> exciting this is. We've waited for so long. The storylines have just kind of fermented and, uh-huh. and have, uh, have, 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 they've floated around they've congealed they've come together we're going to hear the next chapter we're going to see exactly exactly what is going to happen to all of the characters and I can't wait and to all the, the guys who listen to this show and many of them do yeah. on the US men's national team we take off our hats yeah. we stand up we tear a little bit during the national anthem and we wish you Godspeed. Go, yeah, absolutely. go USA. I absolutely. Think I, I can only think, even me, the most negative man in America, mm-hmm. can only be overwhelmed by optimism and wish you Godspeed. Yeah, absolutely. You're going to make us proud, I know it. So, um, Stand tall in the rain. Rog, thanks. Uh, we're doing a bunch of content here over the next 28 days. This is only match day four, Rog, right now. we got. Uh, it feels like we've been here for two months. Uh, it's only match day four. We're making a bunch of content. We're doing 
a uh, we're going to do a podcast. We'll do this weekly. We'll make sure we do weekly, or maybe a little bit more than weekly around the big US games. Um, we're going to be uh, every single day in the boot room after whatever the big game of the day is. We're going to be doing live on ESPN FC, and then they'll put it up later. Uh, we're going to be doing our cupcake previews. Mm-hmm. They've been pretty good right now. We've, there's a fault in the way we've practiced the cupcakes. We've only been taking a bite out of one cupcake each rather than combining it. When you combine it, we're, I think, 100%. We're batting 100,000 right now, Rod. <laughs> um, we are uh, we're on World Cup tonight, Silence. every night, often quite late, sometimes on ESPN, sometimes on ESPN2, sometimes on ESPN News. We're on that every night. We're on Mike and Mike. We're doing previews for Mike and Mike in the morning. That's Monday But, but they, all this is just the hors d'oeuvres Friday, because David wants to say, we're on bloody Instagram. Oh, we are on Instagram. We've got a new Instagram account, which I'm really enjoying. I'm really enjoying uh, Instagram. Love your comments. Thanks so much for supporting that. You can follow us at, at Embassy Davies on Twitter, at Men in Blazers, at Rog Bennett. Rog has suddenly billions of can followers. We, can Rog. we just say, if any of our listeners are in Rio, GFOPs, yeah. tweet us, email us, let us know. Yeah. Can one of you please try and come and liberate us from this broom closet? We're, yeah, lo- if, we're locked in. If we particularly, if we there are GFOPs no who are from Rio or who really know Rio inside out, we want some more genuine local experiences. And if you're down here, we'd love to come out, meet you, go and, go, go and do some local experiences with people who really know Rio. Much as we want to see all of you, we'd love some really sort of some local, some inside stuff to go and do. So be in touch with us. Drop us your ravens. Yeah. Although here, I think they're, they're not maybe they're blue macaws or toucans. Do you know what? It's so funny you say that or because the in the hotel gift thrush. some of the things I'm putting up there, they've got some amazing parrots and toucans you know official, in our gift you know shop in our hotel. What of Brazil is? What is it? The rufous-bellied thrush. Oh. That's a good one. You want to call it out. Yeah. Um, We'll finish with a raven from a GFOP. Here we go, from Nate W. Maybe put the box of props on Michael's right so he doesn't have to put his face in Roger's lap every time he reaches under the table. Or give a not-safe-for-work warning. It's a very TV MA. USA, USA. That's from Nate W. Um, Yeah, I, I don't mind going down there to go and get the Sabutio pieces. You've got to understand, this room is so small. There isn't any space on the desk to go and put anything. We don't have any sort of shelves. We've been locked in it for four days. Yeah. Any GFOPs you can liberate us, we'll give you a patch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, men and Blazers, Rog, love you. Love you, David. Kung Fu Fight in America, US men's national team. Sorry, just US, United States. We're okay with that, aren't we? Yeah. Go and win it all. Wet Herrera. Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs, subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to grantland.com and click on podcasts.